0: We all have stories, stories that our relatives told us when we were young after a beer-fueled family reunion. The sun has gone down, and we've gathered around our schmoozed up uncle, and he starts to tell us a tale of a haunted road. (laughs) Sure. He starts to tell of a drive where suddenly your headlights go out, your phone battery dies, and the windows roll themselves down. What could this be? It's Seven Sisters Road, one of the most haunted roadways in America. Yet another reason we don't look in the trees. Hello, my fine forest friends, it's Abby. Today's episode came from a suggestion from one of my listeners, Mackenzie. Thank you for the suggestion, Mackenzie. Don't forget you can send in all of your stories and suggestions to dlitt at gmail.com. This is the best and easiest way for me to read what you have for me and to help ensure that your input doesn't get lost. Let's get into it, shall we? Today we're talking about Seven Sisters Road, known as L Street. This road is approximately five miles southeast of Nebraska City, Nebraska. This road is a shadow of its former self. It's a dirt road crossing four rolling hills. The local legend is that a farmer lived on this road in the early 1900s. This farmer had a falling out with his family, which drove him crazy with rage. As the story goes, he lured his seven daughters out of their house and hung them one by one on each of the seven hills along the road. The hills have been altered over the years since, and no one knows what happened to the bodies of the girls or to the farmer after this. Now, I will acknowledge that there are many versions of this story. One of the most popular versions is that it was the farmer's son who committed this heinous act. Not my place to say exactly which version of the story is correct. You can take that up with someone from Nebraska. The variations of the account of exactly what happened could have to do with the fact that there is no official report of this crime in a newspaper or otherwise. This has been passed down by people in the area since it happened more than 100 years ago. Since that day... The road is said to be haunted by the restless spirits of these girls who were innocently killed. Those driving along have given reports of having heard terrified women screaming for help, others have heard bells ringing that seem to come from nearby private cemetery. There also seems to be a malicious force which will cause drivers to have car troubles as they traverse the road. People have had their engines stall suddenly, their headlights dim, their speedometers frozen, and their windows rolled up or down, seemingly on their own. There have also been testimonies of shadow people in the darkness, which we've covered on TikTok. Figures with red eyes that appear to be watching them. These figures seem to speak in muffled whispers and appear with sudden changes in the wind. This is a pretty common story that people in our hometown might tell, something awful happened down at the insert location here. Now it's haunted and spooky, don't go there. The part that makes this one different is just how much reporting it's gotten and the consistency of each story. The understanding of those in the area is to avoid the road if possible. The fact that it is now decrepit and abandoned, it's all too coincidental. There must be some truth behind it. We'll hear a story about this haunted road up next. I did a bit of digging in my research and found a story of this area on Reddit. It comes from user rannlink94. It's about three years old, as of this episode. I've linked the original post in our show notes if you'd like to read it for yourself. Here's what they have to say. I've lived in the same small, dreary Nebraska town my entire life. I'm not a hick like most people that don't live in Nebraska assume like we are. And we're not backward people either. We have running water, electricity, all that good stuff. Sure, sometimes we add an R to wash, but otherwise, we're exactly like everyone else. But I digress. About a two-hour drive from my hometown there lies Seven Sisters Road. Seven Sisters Road is one of the most popular ghost stories to be told around where I live. I remember my grandfather giving me and my sister the drunken version of the story every Saturday night. I would sit on the edge of my seat while he spouted beer-fueled nonsense about the road, fascinated by what my eight-year-old mind could piece together. And I made it my life goal to actually get to go drive down that road one day and see if the legends were true. The Seven Sisters Road, for those who don't know, is a sketchy, unmaintained stretch of road a few miles outside of Nebraska City. Now, Nebraska is no stranger to gruesome tales. We have the witch's bread, the ammunitions depot in my hometown, among others, but this has always stood out. This is by far the most blood-curdling piece of folklore that this state has to offer. It starts with a man, as most of these tales do. He lived on the stretch of road with his seven daughters, and one day, for some unknown reason, he went completely bonkers and killed every last one of them. He lured them out of the house one by one, leading each one to a separate hill, and hung them from the trees. Driving down the road can be dangerous. Cars will stall, headlights will dim, phone batteries will die without warning. Perhaps the most chilling thing is hearing the screams of the seven sisters. And all of that was merely a ghost story, something I may have believed in when I was eight or nine, but quickly passed off as a side effect of my grandpa's alcoholism. I started doing more research and finding things on the internet about Nebraska. And it's damn near impossible, because really, who cares about a state that gifted us with Kool-Aid? All I could find were two websites explaining the legend the exact same way, and a newspaper article about a new road plan. No history, no mention on, if the murders actually happened, nothing. So I got ready to head out and keep my promise to my eight-year-old self. I was going to Seven Sisters Road. I armed myself with my car keys and my emergency backpack, pick up my best friend, and we were off. An hour and a half, two hours later maybe, saw us on the outskirts of Nebraska City. We stopped in town to fuel up, grab some snacks, and headed back out. It was near dusk when we found the road. It's technically called Road L now, and I pulled onto the unpaved mess and my heart started thumping in my chest. A quarter mile down the road and nothing had happened yet. I wanted to laugh it off, but being a lover of the paranormal and also a bit of a skeptic, I couldn't. Not this time. I needed proof that this road was going to stall my car or kill my phone. And I needed it bad. We passed the first hill, and still nothing but a rapidly beating heart, and my anxiety. My best friend scrolled through her phone, unfazed, bored as ever. Honestly, we should turn back, nothing's gonna happen, she said. I shook my head and kept driving. We passed the second hill, and my car lets out a groan. Did you hear that? I asked, turning to my friend. She just rolled her eyes. Okay, yes, but literally your car always makes weird noises. That doesn't prove anything. Smartass. I didn't say anything for a minute. "'until my headlights flickered. "'Did you fucking see that?' I pointed excitedly. "'I did.' "'My friend's face had gone white. "'What's up? You look sick.' "'I reached down to the cup holder and handed her a bottle of water. "'Drink this.' "'Dude, my phone is dead.' "'I had half a charge,' she croaked after taking a sip of water. "'I laughed, giddy with the delight that we were actually getting results from this trip. "'After visiting most of the so-called paranormal locations in this boring-ass state, "'we are finally getting somewhere.' This is amazing, I shouted. We were somewhere past the fourth or fifth hill, the sun finally having gone down. The pink streaks and the fluffy clouds completely gone, leaving darkness in their wake. It wasn't until we were passing the sixth hill that the screaming started. My blood ran cold. Now the legend always recounts it was where the sisters could be heard screaming, never the father. But the screams I heard were definitely male. I could hear distinctly female screams, too, but they were always answered by a deep, masculine voice that turned my blood to ice. We need to go, my friend stated plainly, her voice deadpan. Her white moon of a face illuminated by my dashboard lights, I nodded. The male voice sounded so much closer than the screaming of the sisters, they sounded as though they were coming from inside the car itself, and I willed myself not to turn around and check in the back seat, scared of what I might find. I swallowed painfully, my car rocking and rumbling down the rest of the road until we passed the seventh hill and eventually stopped. The road was still unpaved but maintained. My headlights weren't flickering, but most importantly, there was dead silence. There wasn't a single scream to be heard. My friend and I let out a simultaneous sigh of relief. There was no way in hell I was going to go through that road to get back to Nebraska City. Nobody could pay me enough to do so. I don't know what made it worse, the fact that the screaming mail sounded close enough to be in my back seat, or the fact that we could have been stranded and nobody would have known. But I do know one thing. Seven Sisters Road is definitely not some crackpot drunk fictitious rambling. If you decide to make the trek out there, please, please, please be careful. Carry a map instead of a GPS, and always bring at least one more person. You never know what could happen. agree. Like I keep telling you guys, and the whole reason why we say don't look in the trees is you never know what's out there. You don't know who could be watching you or what could be watching you. And if you do want to be a little bit brave or maybe a little bit stupid, I know we've all done it. We've all been there. We've all done stupid things. Please don't go alone. I'm so glad this writer had a friend with them. And shout out to all my Nebraska listeners. This one was crazy. The tragedy of this horrific event must be imprinted on the area, never letting those who were involved rest in the afterlife. Like I said, it's best to listen to the instructions of the author, carry a map, travel with another person, and be prepared for the worst. Thanks to Mackenzie for the suggestion. I'd love to hear the local legends from where you all live. Send me an email at dlittpod at with whatever you've heard from people in your town, if you've experienced it... Whatever I want to know, I want to talk about your guys' stories. Remember, that's d-l-i-t-t-pod at gmail.com. And remember, stay safe out there, my fine forest friends, and don't look in the trees.